Hello, everybody. Live on a beautiful Christmas Eve uh, in Koreatown. It is the Ozone. You know me. I'm your host, Omar Miller. Ho, ho, ho. And I'm little Chris Kringle on the the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Terry Miller. Feeling the holiday cheer. No. Because the rain is gone, Grinch. No. And I feel like a champion. I was riding around with my sunroof open, feeling like a real Californian. Even though I hear we got some more blizzardy, well, I mean, not a blizzard, but more storm on the way. A few minutes, yeah. It's supposed to come back. There's more smoke, Tom. <laughs> you got more smoke for you. Speaking of smoke, how's the meat going? I haven't got a chance to smoke him up yet. I'm going uh, to smoke uh, him up. I smoke him up, T. So T's going to smoke some meat for the family. You guys are asleep right now. You're listening to a, a baconologist. He's become a, a mastering the the, the world of, of and the fine art. brine mm. Mm. bacon. Wish I had a piece right now and smoke, Tom. <laughs> Me too. I ain't ate none since last night. I'm weak. <laughs> Can't stay awake for the ozone. A little bit happening for you, not too much, but we wanted to get back at you asapulous because this past weekend we had us a good time, some good clean fun, ladies and gentlemen. We went out to Ontario to the Toyota Center for an excellent card of boxing. And the WBC uh, uh, super welterweight belt was on the line. The rematch, I would say, second, probably second rematch of the year. Uh, the, the rematch of the year is probably Joshua and Ruiz, wouldn't you say? And and this oh, is definitely this is the because well, no, you know, but they're big boys. I would go with this fight now after after well, after you see them both. After you but see you, them, but you didn't know Andy Ruiz was situation. You really hundred pounds, but it, he would have lost anyway. I don't know about big that. man on his toes. I don't know about big man that. on his toes, John. Yeah, big man was very cautiously on his toes. He but it don't matter. He got the job done. He fought. He, oh, he yeah. boxed. I mean, he got the job done with the three hundred pound man. He put his face in the sand. Yeah, what big do you man want from him? Raise his arms up. I couldn't get him up. But uh, this weekend was the rematch. It was Houston versus Detroit. It was a Jermel Charlo uh, with his brother Jermel Charlo in tow at the at the arena versus. Detroit's Tony Harrison, who, by the way, talked absolutely positively reckless in the time since he took Charlo's belt. It was a very controversial decision that he won the uh, that he won that fight back in what was that uh, late year 2018? Ago. Yeah, it was almost a year ago to the date. Yep, and uh, and so a lot of people didn't agree with it. You didn't agree with it. I didn't you agree with that the Charlo definitely. won that fight. Definitely. And uh, what I will say is that Harrison came to fight this time. It was a way more competitive fight than the, wow. the first one. And he, he he eventually he wrote a check that his behind could not cash, but he got cash. <laughs> yeah, he got it just at his expense. And that was what Charlo said at the end of the at the at, in the final presser. They asked him, "Do you have anything to say before the fight?" He said, "Yeah, get the smelling salts ready." And that young man was so angry. We went out there and watched him train. And uh, that that young man was so angry. Derek James uh, had him completely ready for the fight, and the only thing that was holding Charlo back was that he was too angry. Yeah, and he got too anxious. He couldn't get his chi together. That was it. There was no flow. It was just a. <laughs> it was. It was Street Fighter. And what and what ended up happening was in the second round he made his presence felt. And knocked Harrison down with a leaping left, which was very Joe Frazier esque. It was that leaping left that that Frazier caught Ali with a lot. <laughs> leaping left, I like and, that. And, uh, leaping left, <laughs> And what ended up happening was he got a little ahead of himself at that point because he got that knockdown. Harrison popped right up. It was clear that it's a, it's so it was funny. a balance shot. It, but it's so funny with boxing. 
it's always the shots you don't see that do the damage. Right. And for some reason, I don't know if it was peripheral vision or what, but Tony Harrison could not see that left all night. And it seemed like something that Derek had picked up in the past and they worked on because you saw him come out in the beginning of the fight looking for that left. He went out there. Multiple jabs. Multiple. And, and a left. And a left. He And he followed the jab up with the left. And this time, but in the second round, what ended up happening was he threw the left no jab. Mm-hmm. He didn't lead with the jab. He just jumped with the left. And, it, like, he, he's so athletic, Jermel, that he kind of springs on Harrison. And Harrison didn't know what to do with himself, so he got down on the floor. <laughs> Put your booty on the floor. He got down on the floor, and but he popped right up and went to work. I, I mean, over the next eight rounds, this was one of the more competitive fights that you'll see all year. Yeah. Because Jermel seemed like he was very interested in banging for some reason. Even he though he wanted was to bang with the banger. Clearly more athletic. Yeah, and I feel like Jermel is a way better boxer than what he showed the other night. Yeah. He showed you the, his his dimensions last night, I mean, on, on this weekend, because he used his skill set. I don't really particularly like to see him fight like that. I want to see him use his jab and use he his athleticism. He took a lot of punishment. He, took a lot, he showed a great chin. He showed a crazy chin. And, and body work, because yeah. Tony Harrison invested in the body. He kept catching him with that liver shot. I looked. I looked back at the um, when I rewatched the fight, and I looked back at it. I can see that he looked a little discouraged to me in his corner. Around, Harrison? Uh, no, Charlo. Charlo. Oh, really? Around the seventh or eighth round, I do believe it was. I'm not. This sure. is. That's when I looked at you and I said, I don't know if he's winning the fight. I could. You could pick that up on his body language. We were sitting literally in the corner, yeah. so we couldn't see how he looked facing out. Uh-huh. You know, that's interesting. I didn't get the chance to rewatch mm-hmm. the fight yet. Watch it three times now. You know, I'm the, yeah, yeah, you're a junkie. You're going to have to I'm face sorry. it. I'm addicted to sports. <laughs> Might as well face it. You're addicted to sports. <laughs> yeah, so three times. Wow. But in that, he looks discouraged. Derek is trying to give him guidance that he listened to and didn't listen to. Uh, but he executed the game plan yeah, at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it was weird. He had to incorporate his own. But now, what I, was Harrison's corner saying? Well, they liked what he was doing. He, he looked good. They should have liked what he was doing. Yeah. You know what? Charlo wanted to run this fast action, blah, blah, blah. Even when they first jumped out, Harrison was calm. Mm-hmm. He was he, he weathered the storm. He was within himself. He weathered the storm. And he dropped major bombs. He didn't throw as many punches, but he landed a higher what? percentage, I would say. They actually barely had a difference in, in punches thrown and landed, which really? was crazy. Yeah, is it's it just CompuBox? Because I don't, you know, CompuBox. Yeah, is I don't know if it, I don't even know if they use CompuBox over there. Which, oh, okay, is, which well, I'm happy PBC. about. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they said that they were pretty tight on what the, the punches landed and everything, which is it looked. You you can see it after you watch the fight again. You can see actually, you know, the equal uh-huh. how the, the equivalent action. or whatever. It was really competitive. It was a really tight fight. It was a really competitive fight, but. It's always on the 11th round. It's always a tight fight until it's not. That's it. <laughs> you can have the cards however you want them. It didn't necessarily matter. And he wasn't expecting it to go to the cards either. Because, and this is another testament to Derek James and to his fighter for listening to him. Mm-hmm. Because what he ended up doing was in the 11th round, he showed that he was there to fight 12 rounds if necessary. Maybe 15. Maybe 15. <laughs> I had a feeling he was willing to go to the parking lot if he had to. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He probably would have had to because... I don't know what them cards was going to look like when it came time. You know, if they would have had him ahead on the cards. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, he had the knockdown early. There was a lot of swing rounds that could have gone either way. Well, for me, if you're going to judge, if you're going to be a, a judge myself, I thought that it was a tight fight, but I felt like he was winning just because of the knockdown. Uh-huh. But you can see the perspectives, everybody's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that type of, it matters what kind of fight you like. And, again, it also matters where you're sitting. Yes. So, like, from the angles, you have to see who's catching what punches. Mm-hmm. 
And there was I heard a lot of leather getting slapped <laughs> in, in into a lot of flesh. Yeah. It was a bad look. Like Harrison looked like party, they dude. they had um they had really invested and had a game plan to say let's work on his body because they, they slowed understood this young that, man down. Uh, that he's a great athlete and let's yeah. try to slow him down. Man, they couldn't. And they couldn't. But they did freeze him a couple times. You saw a few times where he got bombed on. Well, Tony Harrison actually said in the in the post that he got his, his body. He got hurt to the body. He was hurt to the body, and he played it off. He said he had to use his, <laughs> said he had to use his best poker face. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Jermell hit him hard. There was a couple times when he did championship level uh, trolling in the ring with some showboating. That I think that's when he got hurt. And Jermell saw it because a couple times he looked at me. He said, "Yeah." He smiled. And said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know that hurt. You fake if you want to. Yeah. But fake the funk. Come the eleventh round, Charlo came through once again with a big left. Tony Harrison did not see it, and next thing you know, now let me ask the, you this: the knockdown parade began, and in a very bizarre fashion, after the second knockdown, uh, <laughs> Charlo jumped on the ropes. It looked like the Jack Reese, the ref, was going to call the fight. He did not. Charlo had to come finish the job, and he did exactly that. Yeah, that's. Uh, he said he had done that before and celebrated early, but you know he he was, he was stoked. Yeah, he was stoked. <laughs> but I and we talked to referee Jack Reese after the fight, and he I told him it was a great because he 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 could have stopped that fight he earlier. Stopped it, and he said I could have stopped that the second knockdown. But he's a champion. He was uh-huh. like I wanted to give him a champion, his- and it, that's exactly what it was. That was for the belt, man. That was it's real bad blood with those two dudes, right? And you can see that he he was out of focus still, even when he stopped the fight. Although Tony Harrison said, "What? What? You know, it looked like he was, yeah, but he didn't have his balance. That's how you end up getting killed." In the ring. Yes. Because if a guy yes. doesn't stop it and you're fighting an elite fighter and he starts putting that damage in on you, it's some of it you can't recover from. Yep. But you know what I want to ask you? Do you think that that's some kind of something through Derek that you watch these guys that can rally late? They come through in the clutch. And well, it seems like it's the same punch that got called John. And what's interesting, the only difference is, is that Earl is left-handed. And so um, – but, but, but it was the left hook, though. So – Earl Spence made his first public appearance since his uh, very, very serious accident, and he looked good. He looked swollen, but he looks good. Yeah. And we we all hung out afterwards in the uh, in the locker room, and he was. He seemed like himself. At least we, I don't know him all that well, but mm-hmm. he seemed like how he always seemed. Yeah, you know, kind of how we met him in the past. Yeah, yeah kind of sleepy talking, uh-huh. kind of kind of quiet, but full of confidence. Mm-hmm. And you know, he Earl Spence Jr. and the crew. <laughs> you want to roll? We gonna roll. He said he's coming back with Pacquiao or or uh, Danny Garcia the, immediately in Pacquiao May or June. Don't no smoke. I don't even understand why he would fight Danny Garcia though. Danny Garcia. Me neither. What does he bring to the table he in this bring situation? To the table. But unless now, what I do want to see though is how he bounced back after the, the accident because you, you have to see that. There's no way to. You know, he said he doesn't want to. Uh, he said he don't want to tune up. He don't want. He, don't he want to no, tune somebody up. He, he don't want to get it. He don't up. want no tune up. So I want to play a clip off of uh, FightHype.com which was Tony Harrison just talking straight to the fans of Detroit. Now we can get you a... Oh, thank you. <laughs> Detroit. Thank you. Sorry, man. Fuck me and my life. One shot, man. Can, can get his car slipping. Up. I train hard for this one though, man. Detroit, I want y'all to know that, man. I train super fucking hard for that shit. Um, I'm disappointed in myself, man. You know what I mean? Like, 
Just got a little lax, man. I got a little relaxed, man. And ain't got caught slipping. That's the, that's the name of the game. And this shit got to be like 100% all the way through. You know what I mean? Like, feel like I was winning that bitch, y'all. But fuck my life away from me. <laughs> Damn. Hey, wait. And uh, sorry for <laughs> not suitable for work. Uh, but it was a hard-fought fight. <laughs> he said, F his life. <laughs> Forever. For for real. <laughs> wow. He, But if you watch it, I really, you know, I'm not a fan of the nonstop cussing. But uh, I will say this. He cares. And I like that about the He does Harrison. care. And you can see that he had the ego to go with that. Yeah. But he didn't have the... the the he had the he almost had the skills kind of like almost what don't said. count though <laughs> you got it done got to have it all didn't get it done charlo talks slick and he backed his up he told him get the smelling salts ready <laughs> i just one of the things that i appreciate about charlo and and not at the same time is that how angry he is because i've gotten the he's chance to hang out with him yeah, he's so angry and so intent on imposing his will on another fighter and then at the same time with harrison the way that he conducted himself before the fight, and he got the under fight, his skin. And Harrison got under, got under his skin. But you got to be able to back it up. That ain't gonna win you the fight. And that's what that's what everybody was saying at the gym. We had, at the at the arena when it started, uh, and he knocked him down the second round. That's what literally everybody was buzzing. Said he, he, that mouth ain't can't do nothing now. <laughs> you got to chunk them ones and twos. Got chunk him, and he chunked him. He chunked him. Just couldn't chunk him enough. He couldn't chunk him for the dirty dozen. Ooh. A dirty dozen. A dirty dozen, child. Oh, man, what a great fight. That was a unanimous decision. Even if he would have made it through that round, unless he knocked Charlo out, he would have needed a knockout. Oh, he needed a knockout after three knockdowns. Come on, Forget man. about it. Four knockdowns total. Yeah. Um, And so I, I'm very happy about that. I really think that uh, when you look at the situation, I don't know how you don't give Derrick James trainer of the year with these big wins that he got. Come on, man. Come on now. I mean the 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 it's two WBC belts might even be three it's three WBC belts and hanging out in, the fights in Texas yeah one of the fights could be the two of them could actually be the fights of the year which the one this weekend and Errol and, and Sean Errol Portis and Sean. Yeah. Uh, this is you know very very interesting um, now what the buzz is on the welterweight side just beneath the super welterweights is is that uh, Showtime Sean Porter family of the Ozone is uh, looking at fighting Terrence Crawford and crossing the aisle as they say. Now, this would be very interesting if this fight actually comes to pass. It would. Because they're putting all their marbles on the table. It seems as though Bob Arum has done everything he can to protect Terrence Crawford. I don't think Terrence Crawford needs protecting because and he's a great fighter. Yeah. And and he knows that he's a great fighter. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, he's kind of just being isolated by sitting on an island. From a business perspective, you see this happen with the stables all of the time. He's being stonewalled, stonewalled by his own team. Yeah. Uh, but all of his competition is on the other side with Al Heyman. Right. So now maybe this will open something up, and we'll see what ends up happening. Because with this group, this is a hard group to say that you'll never catch a loss at that 147. The only person that I see running the table is Earl Spence. And that's given the idea that he's still the same fighter that he was Mm pre-accident. And even that, I mean, the the fight against Sean Porter was no walk. No. A fight against uh, Crawford ain't going to be a walk. Nobody's going to walk through Sean. Let's get get that straight. Let's get that straight. Nobody walks through through Sean. Sean. Yeah, he's going to make it a tough night on you. And honestly, with the way that Terrence gets a slow start, that could be a major problem for him. 
I don't think he can afford to get a slow start there. But uh, let's let them announce the fight before. Well, well I, I, I saw Kenny myself. Kenny speaking about it. Kenny Porter, Sean's father, and he said that there's nothing even set up, or they haven't had a conversation or anything. Yeah, but and they both made it clear. Both fighters made it clear that if it happens, it has nothing to do with the promoters because they know each other. Yeah, so they're they, pretty good they, friends. Really. Yeah, and that's that probably is an impediment to the fight. Mm-hmm. In all honesty. Um, the other highlight of what happened this weekend uh, is another friend of the Ozone, which I feel bad for, but he went out there and did his job, is Gabe Rosado. And Gabe Rosado fought uh, in Arizona on Friday night to an empty arena because he was basically paid just in case Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. pulled a Chavez Jr. and didn't make the fight. Now, it is impossible to express how much I despise Chavez Jr. and this style of capitalism because the guy has ridden off of his father's name to even have a career. He grew up rich. He went in there in the biggest fight of his career against Canelo, and for some reason I believed he was serious, even though I had said multiple times he wasn't real. And he went in there and was scared to throw a punch and just got beat up bad and and canelo as he should made it a glorified sparring session by refusing to even sit down between yeah, but, rounds but you're saying that he was afraid to throw a punch i don't agree he wasn't afraid to throw a punch he just does not do what you expect as an elite fighter that everybody considers him and that's not him being afraid to throw a punch i don't know if he's on the take i don't know what he's doing but what he's not doing is fighting when he's supposed to fight or fighting how he's supposed to fight He's he's on an island by himself. First of all, he can't even make weight ever. He can never. He juices. He's a juicer. He doesn't follow any he's of the a, a drug abuser, and he doesn't follow any of the rules. You look at his father's face when his father's looking at it. The fight, he just Pure looks disgust. Looks disgusted, like oh my goodness, are you kidding? This this dude. <laughs> he this is my guy. This is my guy. I got to stand for this. His fighter, his father was one of the best fighters in of all, all time. In all of boxing, all time. <laughs> all time. I think he's 107 and something, five or something, something crazy. insane. Something crazy. And like 85 and old before he yeah. lost. Yeah. Something stupid. And then you look at yourself. With a granite chin. Yes. And then this dude comes out, which is his son, and he looks like he weighs at least 200 pounds. So first of all, he misses weight, guys. If you didn't hear about this, he misses weight. He's fighting Danny Jacobs. Uh, who does always come to fight. He doesn't necessarily always execute his plan perfectly, but he comes to fight, and he comes prepared, meaning in in shape, and, you know, he has a plan, and yada, yada. Well, at the way in the day before, he doesn't make the fight. To salvage the fight, Chavez Jr. decides to relinquish a million dollars from his purse to Danny Jacobs for not making weight. He was five pounds overweight. In the world of elite athletes and boxers, five pounds is like a normal guy you see walking around being like 40, 50 pounds overweight. Right. That this is that that's a lot of weight to miss. Exactly. So he misses weight. They bail him out. Prior to that, he refused random drug testing. So the state of Nevada wouldn't even grant a license for him to fight there. Eddie Hearn pulled a whammy and found a way to appeal that so that the fight could go on during the appeal process. He's been caught multiple times on cocaine, uh, on actual steroids, the whole song and dance. And you can tell he was on the juice the other night. I the mean, other I night, done the test so. <laughs> 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 The other night he said, yeah, from his acne, from the way his skin looks, from the, the How size. big he was. He walks <laughs> in the other night. Bulk. He was at least 185, maybe more. 
You give and, him. I, I'm telling you, you look at him next to Danny. Danny blows up after he, you know, yeah. after his weigh in. He's usually probably close to 175, 180. Yeah. This dude made Danny look like a little kid. And he hit Danny with a couple jabs that moved Danny. And Danny actually said that in the post. He was like, once I got used to how hard he was going to hit, he's like, I was in there with at least a cruiserweight tonight. Yeah. He said, and he was hitting hard. And But once I got used to that and adjusted to that and started throwing my punches, this is when he quit. Because if you didn't know, go look it up. Chavez quit on the stool after the fifth round of what he might have been up three to two of a competitive fight. Right. And Danny broke his nose. But the thing of it is that... And he folded. Right. The thing of it is that he's still got his money. He's a fighter that doesn't want to fight. That's exactly it. He wants all the perks of being a champion, but doesn't paying the price of being a champion. The number one price is getting hit. (laughs) So if you're in a fight, (laughs) you got to get hit. This dude does not want any smoke. Or 1A is getting in shape. You got to want some smoke. He don't want none. He just wants to live the life and get high and, and get drunk. I actually think... He may be the only guy that I feel like is that's that's openly giving you a cry for help more than Broner. Yeah, I, one of the things that everybody has to do is quit supporting guys like Chavez. I agree. When you see I, you a guy like never get me watching the I don't care if you if see he's fighting Anthony Joshua. Exactly. If you see that, turn it off. If he's fighting me, I'm not showing up for the fight. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why, <laughs> One punch, you quit. Four exactly, and they'll give him four, four. Give me four million dollars for it. You do it, child. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you broke my nose. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. The dude, people shouldn't support Chavez because he's taking advantage of the of the system of the sport. He's gaming the system pretty much, and it's not fair to the other fighters. Why is it fair for Danny to come out there and fight a heavyweight? <laughs> I mean, literally, why is that fair? And then if he loses, Danny was supposed to lose that fight. I, I if if Chavez came That's in like Danny's first fight at sixty eight, yeah. If Chavez comes in there like he normally does, I said to I I told you off air that he should if he doesn't beat Chavez, he should retire. Danny. But uh Danny. Yeah. But once I saw Chavez check in, I was like, whoa. Yeah, man, Chavez dude. should Chavez looks like him out the first he, round. He, yeah, he's like the size of Usyk. Yeah, and you never you have never seen Chavez ripped up that big, ready to go before in a fight. I have never seen him like that. I would love for them. I wonder if they even did any post fight blood. You know, uh, but it was it They was, could. He, the way he was laid up in the hospital. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. Can't support that. But let's go back to the other card because what we walked in on was a tremendous heavyweight fight. Yes. Guy named Yago and the, the big fella that you Effie. wanted to see that you didn't get to see before. Effie. Effie is a jobby. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Man, this guy hits hard. This guy is one of – he's got Deontay Wilder type I was about to say, you know, honestly, the if from the sound of how he knocked this dude out, Especially it sounded for- like the Wilder punch when he knocked out Ortiz. Yes. And not only that – we saw the guy after the fight. The dude had a dent in his head. Yeah. Literally, he had a dent in his head from where he got hit. That is unbelievable to me. I mean, you see this guy not even a foot away from you, and he literally has an indentation in his head. Yeah. And this guy hits so hard, but I like F.A., but he needs to get head movement. Yeah, get head movement because he, he actually had the dude stumbling and decided to walk right in, and that big fellow wasn't playing with him. <laughs> big boys don't play. Yeah, and put him down. He was looking at the lights. But the big boy, but you walk up. Yeah, he got up. But he got up quick, too. Did. Got I, hit right on the I, button. F.A. looks like he has the potential to be a great fighter, but he's going to have to practice and hone his skill set. Or otherwise, he's going to be looking at the lights a lot because the elite fighters are not going to let him slide by not moving his head. 
Right. And this is the same problem that Dominic Brazil had against Deontay Wilder because he's a plotter. And, yeah. and they Dominic just Brazil was there that night. Yeah, I saw everybody was there. We, they were yeah. just sitting on the other, on side. other side. Yeah, since we were sitting on, in the corner. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when you see these got guys. The homie Andre Durrell mm-hmm. got back in Anthony. action. Shout out to Andre getting back out there. Anthony was there. Birdo was there. Yep. Uh, your man was there. Tommy the Hitman Hearns was there. It was a who's who. A lot of love. Yeah, you saw, but all these heavyweights now, you just see them walking around plotting with their right. That's it. That's Low. all they want to do. And that's why you see, that's why I really like what Joshua does and a couple, and even Ruiz, because they're, they're you know, they can throw punches with both of their hands, not yeah. just loading up on one hand. They can, like we saw the little And guys. Tyson Fury. Yeah, and Tyson Fury. They'll throw the left and then come back with a hook with the left. You know, you can't just sit there and walk around with the right. Everybody knows what you're trying to do, dude. Yeah, that's like me sitting reason, on a fastball. These people, but the the difference is, is that some reason nobody's getting taught how to avoid that one punch, right? And give their own punishment, right? Um, just read a, an article over at Bad Left Hook about uh, JoJo Diaz is more trouble in paradise at Golden Boy. JoJo Diaz is not happy with his situation with the size of his purses, and he's on the card for a big fight that he's been talking crazy about on Super Bowl weekend in Miami with. Uh, Against Tevin Farmer. That's a fight I want to see. But having all these problems doesn't help. Yeah, I think they'll get their money together because... It's a lot of money going around in boxing right now. Yeah, and you, and you should be getting yours. Yeah, and especially when you talk about DAZN. DAZN is not going to let people not get paid. I don't get that feeling. And and I wonder how much it has to do with DAZN and how much it has to do with your, you know, whatever deal you have with your promotional company. Right. Well, I think that one of the ways that you have a problem is that with Golden Boy and the rest of the promoters, is that these fighters don't have long-term contracts. With that, they can actually walk away. And if you can walk away and go jump to Al Heyman or anybody else, now you sort of have some kind of leverage. It's almost like um, the the running back not showing up for, you know, for for what the preseason. Right. And it's the only leverage that you really have. Right. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, uh, your boy, the, the other big heavyweight that everybody talks about all the time, Daniel Dubois fought this past weekend as well. And he put a, a, a second round. He put a cat named Kyotaro Fujimoto asleep out oh, in London. To my boy, had to do it. He had to do it. I landed a sweet shot, and that was good night, mate. <laughs> That's it. But this is uh, that that guy's somebody to keep an eye on. There's some heavyweights out there that might make some noise. I'm like to see the heavyweight division waking back up. Yeah, I mean, this is the only reason why when you think about the fight of the year. Because if I go back to the fight of the year. This fight this past weekend was a great fight, but it wouldn't be the the best fight of the of the year. It would have to be Deontay Wilder. That was earlier this year, correct? Yeah. And um, Errol Spence and Sean Porter. The only reason why I don't take the Errol Spence and Sean Porter fight over Tyson Fury and um, Deontay Wilder is because it's the heavyweights. But no, no, no. That was last. I want to say that was last year. Was that this year? I think it was the beginning of this year. Was I thought it? it was the end of last year. I can't. That was that was my fight of the year. But I think that was uh, I think that was the end of last year. But, but and and if that's so, then I would take that Nonito. That Nonito Donaire. I still anyway. haven't got to see you, it. You're, you're cheating yourself. Yeah, Get I off heard the mic. I heard that. And go watch. Drop it. That fight, the man. Wow, Nonito showed so much heart. Are you crazy? That's a man. We gonna get Nonito on here. He said yeah. he's coming on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but that was a great fight. Um, trainer of the year. I got a fe- question. I got a feeling you know who you want. <laughs> you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, hashtag me too on this one mm-hmm. for sure. I'm with Derek James. Too. He's sharp, James. He got the job done. Oh. Having a hard time remembering the first half of the year of the fights. <laughs> CD? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello? I don't think that was, I don't think that Tyson Fury fight was this year. You know why? Why? Because uh, 
Brazil. He fought Brazil right after that. Brazil was he didn't have to get in like shape May. Brazil. No, he did not. Um, oh, there you go, Ernesto. There you go. Ernie on the scene. You like Ernie, that? Ernie's over there asleep during the sports part of the podcast. <laughs> he just wants to hear the singing. Um, Fantastic voyage. Couple <laughs> reverb. Couple big fights coming up this weekend that I'm excited about though, because your boy Jean Pascal is fighting Badu Jack. Mm. Uh, this Saturday, you got uh, Uskatazi is back in action, and Javante Davis is fighting Yorokis Gamboa. Gamboa used to be a somebody. He lost a couple times. That's when Fifty Cent was trying to promote him, and then all of a sudden he disappeared. He seems like he's refocused and back at it now. It should be competitive. I, one of the only things that I always have uh, trepidations about uh, your boy Javante is that he doesn't fight enough, and then you know you can he needs rounds. He needs rounds, and you can run into somebody that's actually been doing something and and got some smoke for you. Yeah, you. Can. Because you, you gotta be used to get hit. A, yeah. a serious problem. Uh. Yeah, bro. Wow, There's so many great fights. Out right there. on. It's a lot of great fights coming up next year. You got Anthony Joshua versus Usyk, probably. Yeah. That's it's mandatory. I've never seen Mikey it. Garcia's back in the ring. Yeah, with Jesse Vargas for some reason. He's saying in one forty-seven. I don't know why. I don't either. Go down to one forty and dominate. But I guess he wants to push himself because he doesn't feel like these guys are even competitive with him. He looks great at you know in his division, right? But I don't think he can get the big fights. Yeah, which is a stable issue again. Yeah, because he's he's like out of that. He's out of all the stables. Um, and he had a bad situation happen with them. All right, moving on out of the world of boxing. The the NFL is picture, the, the postseason picture is starting to clear up. We only got one more week of action. I ended up taking third in my fantasy league for anybody who cares since I blew the semis. Um, you blue chunks, dude. Totally blue chunks. But you see this? They're saying J.J. Watt's going to return off the IR. Yeah, they've been saying that for a little while now, and we'll see. Yeah. That's all I can see, but it doesn't make that much difference. You, you're talking about a defense that's below mediocre. But what are we talking about with Cowboy Kev? I'm sure. Where, he, where is he? He doesn't want to talk about <laughs> Where that. Where is Cowboy Kev? Exactly what he was saying about the Cowboys, if they can't get up for this game with the playoff implications on the line, they don't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? They couldn't do it. And they're a bad team. They're they're a dysfunctional team. They're a bunch of they, individuals. Yeah, because honestly, Dak put the ball on the money a few times. The guys drop passes. Then that always encourages you to not put the ball on the money, <laughs> right? Because you don't seem like you're. It doesn't seem like you're being supported. Yeah, but even so, why is it that the other elite quarterbacks take the take that personally and then take the game in their own hands? If you watch that game, Tom Brady just played against the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady he had to get it done. He he went out there and ran and blocked. Yeah, he went he he, he ran, ran he yeah. ran, which is he unbelievable. Ran, he yeah. ran like a seventeen yeah. yard run. Yeah, thirty. And then run. he almost ran into the zone and t- went and head first. Him. Yeah. yeah, went head first. That tells me that you want it, and that tells me, and you know he wants it, and you know that Tommy wants it. Tommy terrific wants it. He wants it. He wants even more. He's had it all, and he, he wants, wants more. the smoke. He wants all the smoke, <laughs> even if his body doesn't. He wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, this just is. So, so, so to me, Dak is not an elite quarterback. I'm just going to so say. Does, so you're I'm saying sorry. Dak doesn't need to get paid. You don't need that major extension. He's going to get paid regardless. We shouldn't Franchise cry for Dak. Dak. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't cry for Dak. But he shouldn't. The money that he's asking for, the elite cheese. He ain't looking at it. You don't, you don't want to see it. I can't give him no Gouda. <laughs> he can't. He's not good for some Brie. No, sharp cheddar. Oh, <laughs> John. He ain't even good at Vons. <laughs> Ah, and well, you know what? That was a good game with New England. I actually, I thought that Buffalo could pull that game out. They did not. That's a, to me, that's bad offensive coordinating because you have a, a a quarterback that's mobile and he's not running, 
and it's always a problem. So that means that the place, the play scheme, your schemes are not together at that point. You know you're paying, playing the Patriots, and, and Patriots have shown with their above-average defense that they have a problem with uh, quarterbacks that can run. Right, right. They have better defense than Deshaun Watson. But what they're going to end up doing is, is they're going to get the bye again, and it's not somebody, help this year. somebody like Houston or somebody's going to have to come to their New play. England. Yeah. But New England's going to have to go somewhere else. They're going to have to go somewhere else. <laughs> and there's going to be a problem. To Kansas City or to Baltimore. It's going to be a problem. And it's going to be a problem. Uh, what else is going to be a problem? Because I think it's phony is Green Bay. Green Bay's a phony, but they, 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 your rec- you never know it by their record. I think Green Bay is false. Um, Marshmallows. Yeah. I actually, I hope that the Eagles end up beating the Giants, but everybody seems to think that it's a trick bag kind of game, especially after that monster game Saquon Barkley had, and with them playing with such a beat-up team. Yeah, um, but Carson Wentz knows how to win. That guy knows how to win. Yeah. And you see why they put their eggs in his basket. Yeah. Who does not seem to know how to win is Sean McVay anymore. What happened to Ram Time? You tell you me. You're the GM. He's not anymore. I don't know. <laughs> You're the My GM. You tell canceled. me. It's over. I don't know what you're And so have about. the Rams. The Rams have been canceled. The Rams have been canceled. They're at the house. Right after going to the Super Bowl. It's the not Rams rocket science. Week 17 off. You don't give Todd Gurley the ball, you lose. The end, end, of, one up in end, end of discussion. I don't care if he gets one yard to carry. You have to you live off of play action. There's no play action when there's no there's no run. How many carries did he have? Twelve, was it? Yeah. Something like that. Come on, man. Dude's got to touch the ball close to the mid twenties. He needs. I got to. I got to make keep you so honest. And then you have people questioning if it's him. I, I can't question if it's him when I see him get the ball in the past, and even in the few games that they've won this year, it's been because they gave him the ball. Do you think he's going to leave? I would if I was him. But the problem with that is that people might think that there's something wrong with him, and he won't get what he's supposed to get because everybody feels like he's injured. Well, I think he's still on that crazy monster deal. Yeah, but you're not know football play with your contract. <laughs> That's like me giving you a deal. <laughs> Give me the pizza deal. You got the pizza deal, huh? All right. Well, this is going to play out very shortly, and we'll be back for Wild Card Saturday, which is actually my favorite, probably my favorite weekend of football in the year. I like a little wild card. Yeah, because it's so many games, and the games matter so much, and it's teams that are just by the hair, they're chinny, chin, chin. Teams like Seattle who were good teams all year, but some people got hurt, and now... Everybody got hurt on Seattle. This is what I'm saying. And so now, what are you going to do? They I'm, brought guys back, and then they got hurt. <laughs> they're, they're signing up your boy. Beast Mode. The only reason why you would bring Beast Mode back is because he knows the playbook. That's the only reason you would bring... And, and they're bringing and, back, and they're bringing back one of their other old running backs, yep, Turbin. And, and, the, and the push, though, like because there, there will be a, a push... You know, there'll be a push for him being back. Like, oh, Beach Ball's back. Right. Even if it's just for sentimental value. Well, I like to stay with the youth. I like to let the kid out there, the new kid that they have from the third string running back, and let him run amok. If he makes, if he does well, he does well. It's actually a tryout in a sense. You know, you're going to see what you have with this kid. And if he can show up and do big things, then you got something. And if he doesn't, then let him go. That's what you're going to do anyway. <laughs> there it is. <sighs> Who you like coming out? You got to go with the Ravens, and I, to me, it's between the Saints and the 49ers. Yeah, uh, those, those other teams are trash. They're pretenders. It's I like almost the Saints a lot. It's almost like a waste of television space. We know what's going to actually happen, but we still got to watch that that happen. You know that car accident. <laughs> like oh, I don't want to see it, but all right, see, but let me see what happened anyway. Because- well, let's see what's happening over on the hot stove in Major League Baseball because this is what I actually want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody who's going to deal this year and he's going to cure a lot of problems in New York City. It's Deline Batances. 
Deline Batanza just signed a one-year deal with the Mets, and he will be the closer for the Mets. And they need that. Bad. Real bad. The Mets go to the playoffs last year if anybody could close. If Diaz could close, if Juris Familia could close, if they could close games, they would have been in the playoffs. And what a Their offense wasn't the problem. And what a miracle Deline Batanza can pitch now. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> and, and can pitch in New York. Right. I'm very – we told you guys before the same thing about Garrett Cole. Now Garrett Cole got a $324 million deal. We told you guys this years ago. They ran Deline Batances down to his face in arbitration, and he was never the same pitcher for the New York Yankees. Before that, he put in work for the Yankees when they traded uh, uh, Araldis Chapman to the Cubs, and Araldis went and won him a World Series. Batances was the closer, and that's when they were ahead of the schedule and ended up going to the playoffs, surprisingly. Uh, and, and he's been great his whole career until that point. Now we're going to see what's up because the Mets – potentially their frontline rotation gets you the lead to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And then they end up losing games late. This guy is the kind of guy that can change that. If they can figure out what happened to Edwin Diaz, then they'll really be in business. Because then they'll nice have a lockdown. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they have, these guys can five and dive. And they have horses over there, so they really they don't five Jake DeGrom ain't, care, ain't worried about five and dive. Neither is Thor when he's all right. Well, they're saying that Thor might be heading to San Diego. Ooh, cha. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's a lot, a lot more action, too. You see what happened is uh, the White Sox shored up a little bit more. Yep. Picked up Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, it's a good pickup. They got a sneaky team over there. If they can You're going to run into the White Sox and have a problem, especially as these kids mature. Yeah. Because they got um, your man, the outfielder. Uh, uh, Eloy. Eloy, Eloy Jimenez. Jimenez. That goes like the major league. Light power power. Got, got Deontay Wilder power at the plate. Yes, and then you have the other kid over there, the switch hitter, that came from Boston. And then you have the the anchor of the lineup in Jose Abreu. So they're a problem. They're a problem. You got Yasmani over there now. Yeah, they got a real catcher. And then you got a bunch of electric young arms now. Those guys throw cheese over there in the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, And then RIP for the Dodgers' Hunjin Ryu. I'm glad he got paid. But I think he's about to get his tits ripped in (laughs) in Toronto. Are you kidding? He's playing in the American League East with the biggest bats in baseball. And uh, he's a contact guy. He would definitely not be on my radar in fantasy. <laughs> Eighty million for four. They Unchained overpaid. Good for twenty a year. They overpaid. Wow. Especially in the East. The East does not play. You go over there and they will rip your tits. You there's no way you can pitch the contact over there in the in the, the East. It's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable behavior. <laughs> no, because they leave the yard. Uh, a big time. In I a mean, major, major way. Wow. Man. Did you see uh did you see this poll that they put up? Because they're trying to put up the uh, the best of the decade at every position on MLB.com. No, I didn't Have see that. Have you seen it? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Because they're saying from 2010 to 2020 to 19, who do you pick? Do you go with Salvador Perez? Do you go with Yadier Molina? Do you go with Buster Posey? Oh. It was one other guy. Yeah. I had to go with Buster Posey. You have to. But everybody was bad. Pick Yadi. I would go with Yadi Dadi. I like the potty. Buster Posey's a three-time world champion in that span. Yeah, he's and a three-time a world big champion. Big time, I'll the, call you yeah. a perfect game kind of guy. And I'm a, I'm a big Yachty fan. Yeah, me too. And Yachty, what, Yachty has him one? Yachty has, well, he might have two chips, he but, might he has, two. but I don't think it was in that. I think it has to be. Yachty has, Maybe. Uh, but Yachty also shuts the running game down completely. Yachty shuts the running game down. <laughs> and that's a part of your, your position. And, and he gives you big bombs in sneaky situations. And he's not even a power hitter. 
crazy, but he'll give you a big bomb. And big knocks in general, just like Buster. I'm not mad at Buster. Either one of those. <laughs> yeah, what it is right now. First base, they got Miguel Cabrera, followed by Joey, Vati, Joey Votto. Second base is Jose Altuve, followed by Robinson Cano. It's a it's an interesting take. You should and check you it can, out. And you can have Robinson Cano in there. He was juice. Didn't he get caught on juice? Uh, he got caught juicing. <laughs> Why you got to bring that way? up? It, that it was part Mexican meat. <laughs> it wasn't. He was hanging out in wasn't. Sinaloa. It wasn't. He was just training down there with Canelo. <laughs> had an interesting uh, conversation at the fights with a bunch of fighters who brought up the point that it's kind of amazing that with all of the black fighters, whenever anybody's caught juicing, it's the end of their career. And with other fighters, when they're caught juicing, it was a promotion. Accident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a it's a way for them to to piggyback. Oh, look at that! Cole Calhoun got him a deal. Oh, daddy, I didn't know Roscoe P. Coltrane was gone. He's on the move at in in uh, with the with the Diamondback. Well, the Yankees are trying to get Josh Hader. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Josh Hader rubbed me the wrong way ever since the racist <laughs> thing, but he he got cheese for you this year. Cheese. They caught up to him. We don't have to hang out with him. He's gonna do so far. <laughs> Yeah, and that makes sense since they're trying to get rid of, uh, since they got rid of Batances. They got to do something. They got to plug and play. Yeah, they have to do something. Wow, your boy. I'm so very surprised that Cole left. Yeah, right. He's a, he's made a. Now watch Mike Trout's numbers drop. No, <laughs> I'm lying. No. <laughs> I just said that for all the Angel fans out there. I'm Mike sure Trout's they have numbers. Mike on that list. Mike Trout is probably oh, yeah. he should be on that list. Yeah, you have to put him on that. You list. have to put him on that list. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely you crazy. Mike Trout's numbers are going to be crazy this year. Still with a healthy Shohei Otani, they got major pop in the middle. Anthony Rendon, <laughs> Mike Trout might give you sixty bombs this year. Can't stay healthy. We gonna see. We gonna see. Well, you got anything else for the people That's on it. Christmas Eve? We got to give the people. I give the people what they want. <laughs> well, folks, uh, it's been a great year in the Ozone. Thanks for rocking with us through the ups, the downs, and the busyness. And uh, we hope you're having a great time with your family this holiday season. Remember, we're all in this thing together. We're going to leave you with a quote about gratitude for the end of the year. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. You got enough. Make things work. And remember, you're one step away from changing your life in the best ways. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and I'm leaving you now. This is it. Oh, don't. I'm just living the dream.